Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome. To the Libro Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lacatasical Libro Cubiculus. Hear that Lacatasical in my voice? <sighs> it's because I'm doing another, which I've done this once or twice before, I think a lying down episode. Yeah, see if the vibe changes. Why not? We're Lacatasical after all. Uh, so what is this? Uh, I talk about the media I have consumed. Not much media consumption. Other than, you know, a shit ton of YouTube videos. Uh, what else do I got on the go? Not much really, to be honest, which explains the lack of content in this episode. I've got one movie, one game, sort of, and some internets. That's it. That's it. So it should be a quick one, which is fine, because, you know, you got to, you, got, you got things to do. You got things to do. Uh, I think what I will do uh, is push a button that will get started. Oh, but not before saying the possibility exists that you have not consumed some of this media yourself. So I warn of that because I don't want to spoil it for you. Eh? Okay, pushing button now. Monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Chronocorp Corporation Synthetic Oxygen. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie, the first and only movie, uh, is 2067 from the year 2020. Ah, not rated. Interesting. This is a sci-fi film. Uh, it is a Amazon-created uh, movie. I do believe it's on Amazon anyways, but I'm, oh yeah, yeah, pretty sure it does. Uh, a very short MDA I'm seeing. One man's journey to the future to save a dying world. <laughs> um, sadly, the dying world is from, uh, uh, you know, what we are actually doing to kill this actual world. So, you know, that's a bit of a Debbie Downer there. Uh, you know, global warming, uh, uh, complete lack of oxygen, you know, things of that nature. It's that sort of a future where... Uh, uh, you're not just buying food and water and you're, uh, you're actually forced to buy oxygen and, um, they don't even have normal oxygen because all plants are dead. They have something called synthetic oxygen, which also people, uh, sometimes have reactions to, and it makes them sick. And, uh, basically all humans are going to die in a couple of years. It ain't good. So what do you do? You tra travel into the future 400 years for when all humans are dead and life has come back, I guess. I guess. Uh, being a time travel uh, film, there's some uh, interesting twists and turns. Uh, I, I probably just for that reason alone, you know, I give some marks right there. Rating wise, you know, it's fine. 
it's it's there's maybe probably definitely better time travel-y sci-fi stuff out there but uh this was a was a solid a solid attempt <laughs> wow not the nicest review but uh rating wise hmm. so my scale is three is enjoyed while watching but probably wouldn't watch again and i'm gonna go above that because i could see myself being in the mood for this sort of uh this sort of movie especially if we actually make it it's a 26 how old would i be have to be to make it to 2067 very old like 100 let's see 2067 minus 1981 equals 86 okay so the possibility exists i could get up there although i am a tall man and uh, tall people don't well six one uh tall people don't tend to live as long so you know i got that going for me which is not nice uh starring I, I didn't really recognize anyone to be honest with you uh the main guy is cody smith mcphee which is a cool name he plays ethan white uh he did look a little familiar what else is he in let me in the road oh was he the kid from the road x-men apocalypse Oh, he's Nightcrawler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh, X-Men Apocalypse. Okay, so yeah, uh, I have seen him before. He was good. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I got to say about the one movie that I watched. Oh, boy. Today's game, Gavin, sponsor is Things. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, yeah, my game playing... Oh, shit, you know what? What did I just finish? Oh, Carrion, yeah. So uh, I already did talk about that, despite the fact that I hadn't quite beat it. Uh, I have at this point, and uh, I think I 100%ed all the uh, levels, I guess you would call them, stages. Yeah, level stages uh, as well. So that was a fun one. I, I think I gave it a 5 out of 5. Uh, moving on to this, which is not exactly a game. Uh, this is The Thing, which is a PS2 game in which I watched the full playthrough, no commentary. Yeah, uh, why not? This is from a, a YouTube channel, PB Horror Gaming. Well, you got, you know, 80,000 subscribers. Good for you, uh, the PB Horror Gaming. Um, yeah, so this was a game. Well, the missus and I watched The Thing. Uh, as you know, if you listen to last episode, uh, and, and it made me sort of recall fondly this game from a PlayStation 2 area, a, a game in which I remember uh, potentially being the first like actual scary game I played, uh, and, <laughs> and and having sort of fond memories of it, and, and potentially even... Uh, like, I, I don't know if I ever beat it or not. Like, I, I remember it being difficult, and watching this playthrough, I could see, yeah, there was some definite difficult parts. Uh, you know what? I think I did beat it, because uh, I watched this playthrough, which is four hours and four minutes long. Obviously, uh, this is a sort of classic scenario of, I had this on while, probably while I was playing Carrion, actually. Uh, just sort of in the background and, and seeing what's going on. And I recognized a lot of it, including the ending, which made me... Uh, believe that I did watch it unless I suppose the possibility exists that I could beat it and just watched it way back when did they have that when did that come out well this is 2015 that this video was but uh, the game was from earlier than that it must have been right 
I don't know. Um, so uh, if you're unfamiliar with the thing as a sort of entity, uh, it, it's pretty cool. It can sort of uh, uh, take control and uh, replicate uh, living matter. So uh, that gets into the sort of scenario of uh, not knowing who is real and who is not, which is always fun. Um, and then it's just sort of creepy as fuck. And, and, and one uh, enemy they use a lot in this game is like, uh, uh, little heads running around on like uh, four legs which is pretty creepy and they jump out i very reminiscent of a uh, head crab <laughs> no pun intended there uh head crab from uh the half-life series however these are literal heads whereas those are crabs that go onto your heads yeah um do i write this i don't know I, like i i okay I'll, I'll tell you what i'll do i enjoy that things like this exist that on the internet and this could have obviously easily gone in the internet intercourse segment however i figured i'd throw it in game gavin because i didn't really have a game gavin um the fact that things like this exist on the internet is you know very good <laughs> very good what a fucking idiot is 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 it reason enough to have a a, a thing in internet that is potentially destroying society you know, sure, yeah, right now, I'm going to say it is, because now I can watch the PlayStation 2 uh, thing, full full gameplay walkthrough, no commentary, HD, did I mention, which it doesn't really need, because uh, that's a, a sort of interesting nostalgia factor in that I remember it being much cooler looking, but now that I'm looking at these PlayStation 2 graphics, it's, uh, you know, leaves a little bit to be desired, it's still, you know, take it with a grain of salt let's say that uh, and i'm not gonna rate it meh who cares right pushing final button this is gonna be a quick episode folks <laughs> Charlie. Charlie bit me. internet intercourse i like turtles <coughs> oh shit Charlie. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Jeffrey the Smartass. Oh, thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, so, yeah, uh, if this, this sort of made me, uh, the, the short episode sort of made me uh, uh, yearn for episode 600, where I'm not really going to have segments. Uh, we're just going to sort of let flow what may. Uh, uh, I'm not going to do all the, the, the posting of the episodes we're gonna sort of fly under the radar and say whatever the hell we want so you know that's some exciting things coming up uh whenever this is what 571 you know we got however many episodes that is math uh, some of those will probably be lie down episodes as well if i had to guess because we're gonna up the lackadaisicalness crank it to 11 Oh, crank the lackadaisicalness to 11, which that's sort of an oxymoron a little bit. Crank the lackadaisicalness, which I don't think is a word, to 11. I think that might be the title, TBD. Item of the first, NADPOD, not another D&D podcast. <laughs> the Hexbuds with guest Lou Wilson. Yeah, uh, so uh, finally got caught up on those, and uh, they did sort of a, a mini arc. Uh, this is a D&D actual play podcast, if you are unfamiliar. It's a podcast in which people play D&D, &D, actually, 
and record it and post it as a podcast. Um, so they did like a mini arc within the, the sort of main, not, not within the main story, but, but takes place in the same world as the main story. I think it was like a prequel or a postquel or a nyquil uh whatever it was it was a, a, a fun little campaign uh lou wilson uh, i was unfamiliar with uh but he sort of guested on these and uh he was a really fun player really sort of got into his character uh, uh jabari <laughs> he always talked in sort of the third person oh uh that was the other interesting thing they did was uh each pc uh, uh player character was a monk so it was a whole party of monks which is oh it's sort of a, a fun sounding idea in practice sometimes less so uh it, it actually sort of made me re uh wonder well we're doing races instead yeah uh so uh, uh going to be playing soon in a uh, dungeon of the mad mage campaign um with uh, two other guys plus dm um we just finished uh, uh dragon heist and we decided for this next campaign, we were going to play three uh, brothers, specifically Grung. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Grung, I don't blame you. Uh, they are uh, probably the easiest way to say it is frog folk. So sort of like a, not a frog, human hybrid, but uh, closer to frog than to human. Uh, so that should be interesting. Uh, uh, and we have like a cool backstory. We'll probably talk about that in a game, Gavin, uh, at some point, if I had to guess, once we get up and running. We haven't done our uh, session zero yet. Uh, not that we necessarily need a session zero, um, just because we've played together for so many years. But, you know, it's a smart thing to do, I think. Uh, it's sort of a session 0 0.5, you know, uh, delve into some of the rules and just uh, clarify things if there's any questions and sort of dip our toe into the story I, you know what i almost prefer a session 0 0.5 uh which is sort of you know get the sort of rule stuff and, and spend some time on that and uh, and work out any details and technical things uh, but then also just dip your toe in the story so when you come back for session one you know you're, you're able to hop right in that, that sort of thing uh set the stage as it were it's a that's, that's a smart uh, smart way to do it i think uh, uh, I, I like it anyways uh moving on to the setup with john door and rory scovo oh yeah this is a cool thing that uh, team coco is doing uh, I, I think i've watched a couple of them now basically it is uh, stand-up comedians who have appeared on conan o'brien um, one show or the other one iteration or the other uh, and they come on and talk about their sets and like how it went and some behind the scenes stuff. This one uh, is sort of, I, I feel like I could say this. I, I feel like this is somewhat a legendary one. Um, just in that it was something that's never been done before. <coughs> Excuse me. Could have uh, easily gone awry, uh, <laughs> but didn't. Uh, and, and took a lot of balls just for, and, and they talk about this in the episode, took a lot of balls for all involved, for, for John Doran, Rory Scoville, for the booker, for the producer, hell, for Conan, his name is on it. So uh, basically what it was, and if you are a, a, a comedy nerd, that's a thing, uh, 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 the odds are, I bet you've even heard of this, uh, uh, the premise was that uh, the Conan bookers accidentally booked John Dora and Rory Scovel on the same night to do a stand-up, to do a, a stand-up set. Um, uh, and, and rather than, uh, you know, let one do it so that night and then maybe one comes back, <laughs> the premise is they let them both do it at the same time. So they are simultaneously talking over one another 
um, doing their individual sets. Um, <laughs> at one point, uh, John Doerr is playing guitar. Uh, Rory Scovel gets a, a guest from the audience to do some uh, shitty improv. <laughs> it's a fucking, it's insane. And it's, somehow it works. Uh, one thing that I didn't realize that they did, which I, I suppose you have to practice this sort of thing. The, apparently they've done it before. Um, and one of the things I didn't realize, but I, I guess now if, if I were to watch it again, it would be a little more obvious. Um, certain parts of it, some of them are, perp uh, one of them is like purposely talking louder than the other. So certain ideas can come forth. So you get the gist of their, their actual jokes, which, uh, yeah, they make it look easy. Although if you put any thought into it, yeah, that would be fucking hard to do. On live, on live television, well, not live television, uh, in front of a live audience on television, got to be nerve wracking. And, uh, it was fun to hear the sort of behind the scenes stuff. So check that out. Uh, moving on to how fallouts wasteland broke my Gen Z brain. Oh yeah. What is Gen Z again? I think I'm, uh, I heard it the other day. Um, a Zenny or not the other day, a while back. I'm going to, you know what, let me look at that. Zenial. <laughs> Generation. Generation. This is a good pod. Hearing me Google something. Xennials. Uh, Xennials, uh, also known as the Oregon, Oregon Trail Generation, and Generation Catalano, I don't know what that means, are a micro-generation of people on the cusp of Generation X mm -hmm, and millennial demographic cohorts. Uh -huh. uh, researchers are researchers and popular media use birth years from the late 1970s to the early 1980s. Xennials are described as having an analog childhood and a digital adulthood. That's, I think, the most apt part of that description, analog childhood and digital adulthood. I was born in 81. So of all the, like Generation X, yeah, uh, and Millennial, sure. But hearing the descriptions of both of those, there's quite a few things that don't seem to fit for at least myself and presumably others of my age. But when I hear Xennial, that's with an X. Uh, a, a clumsy portmanteau, you might say. Uh, that, that feels very accurate. Anyways, we're here to talk about DJ Peach Cobbler. <laughs> I didn't realize that's the first time I read his name. Uh, for when I talk about things from YouTube, uh, quite often I'll just open the video. Um, you know, basically for no reason. I very rarely. Sometimes I'll read the title, but this is the first time I've read the uh, uh, the YouTube channel uh, that put this on. DJ Peach Cobbler. I like that. I like it a lot. So he played uh, the first Fallout game, which I have also done, or rather attempted to do. I will say, I think he got farther than I did. I'm 99% sure he did. Uh, despite the fact that that game is the opposite of hand-holding. It's hand-chopping-offing. <laughs> it's incredibly sort of it's obtuse. It's, it, it, it really doesn't help you play the game. Uh, which is sometimes, some back in the day, that was how games, they were just like that. Um, you'd have to go into Fallout, the original one, 
really with a, a, a certain mindset to be able to play and beat it, I feel like, and find enjoyment. Not impossible, but not easy, uh, certainly. I wonder if there's, like, modded versions that make it a little less uh, onerous. First of all, the combat was, like, uh, uh, turn-based and annoying, um, and a lot of. Uh, like uh, his death to rats I think was what finally uh, caused him to give up but uh, it was a delightful video uh, uh, he, he did it incredible and, and sort of really demonstrated what games like that um, back in that day were like so uh, congratulations for having your uh, brain broken DJ Cobbler you know what did that name come after your uh, brain had been broken I wonder question mark uh, moving on to the final item. Uh, this is one that I believe I've spoken of before. I'm 99 some odd percent sure. Uh, the Headgun Podcast. Yes. With host uh, uh, Jeffrey James. Uh, this is... <sighs> How do you even talk about this? Oh, shit. I wish I had found the tweet that I saw. Okay, wait, wait. I, I, I'm going to paraphrase this, and I think I remember it. So uh, someone said of the Headgun Podcast on Twitter that I read, there you go. Um, somehow, rather than having a yes and improv podcast, you've made a uh, no, and let me tell you why, <laughs> improv podcast, uh, and it manages to work well, uh, which is what this is. It's very sort of humorously, I'll underline, uh, antagonistic <laughs> between host and guest. Uh, and co-host, oh, I, I'm not good with names, uh, I only know, shoot, what's the girl's name, who's on, I think, every week. Uh, yeah, you know, if a professional was doing this, and not just lying down and recording a podcast that no one listens to, they probably would know things like the name of the uh, girl who's the uh, co-host, but, Sela Podcast, I suppose. Uh, yeah, uh, co-founders of HeadGum, uh, uh, Jake and Amir who you may recognize from the Jake and Amir series back in the college humor days, uh, will come on periodically as well and, uh, seemingly be berated. Now, uh, recently, at least from my perspective, the, uh, sort of focus has been on, uh, uh employee review of the host, uh, Jeffrey, um, and, uh, uh how, <sighs> This is what I, I like. I, I'm, I feel like I've said 99% a lot in this episode. I'm like 99% sure that it's at least 99% jokes that Amir uh, is giving Jeffrey bad reviews and calling him out on his bullshit and, you know, potentially actually frustrated and angry with him. I'm pretty sure it's fake, but there's also this very slight possibility that maybe some of it, at least, is real frustration and anger and why are you doing this? <laughs> uh, and it really sort of shines through on the podcast in a delightful way. It's really something, it reminds me a little bit of, um, oh shit, what's it called? Oh, thinking on a uh, Hollywood handbook. A little bit of that vibe, the little slightly antagonistic between, uh, 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 potentially antagonistic between host and guest, which is uh, always a fun and interesting dynamic, as long as the guest knows, which uh, if they don't, it can be fun in a different sort of way. Uh, 
but I think we'll save that or this was a good last thing just because it was a good example of strange um, and beautiful internet things such as a, a, a format that has never existed mm, yeah kind of sort of kind of sort of I don't know what I'm saying just rambling on at this point until I say folks we did it 24 plus minutes not too shabby uh, it's nice to be nice to the nice this is the end of the show a sincere thank you for listening time to plug some things and I do not mean but you can like us on Facebook you can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter you can subscribe and comment on iTunes lastly if you would like to contact the podcast you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper